Hey, Kingfield family. Thanks for tuning in to this platform with us on Anchor.fm or whatever platform you were choosing to listen to your podcast on. These are going to be collections of our Coach's Corner, Coach's Talk with coaches, community members, and other friends within our network and the Kingfield family. So, Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. Please, if you want us to bring anything or anyone on, reach out to Danny at CrossFitKingfield.com. Send your suggestions, comments, and we hope to bring more and more fun, more and more connection, and more and more value to you here on this platform. Thanks for listening and enjoy. All right. Well, Michael, thanks for hopping on. So, Chris, I guess we get to like we started with this question where we asked, is, are these the days? Like, is this the day we'll look back, you know, and be like, remember the times, you know, how you hear that phrase all the time. And, mm-hmm. and then most people are like, don't really realize that they're like, yeah, I wish someone would have reminded me that, you know, it <clears throat> to think about that at that time. So that's my thing today. Let's remember the times. Cause this will be, we'll laugh about this in a little while, but you and I have been together for a long, long time since, early late 2012 early 2013 but what do you remember about so when people ask us all this time like if they ask you how to kingfield barbell start what do you tell them um because i'm sure people if they were to walk in now and they're like oh this is incredible like it's really this barbell club's great like has anybody ever asked you that question how did you like how did you start all this not too many people actually. Um, really? But if someone was to ask me, I I usually just tell them a short version. <laughs> you know me, I don't talk a whole lot. Oh, but uh, oh. when I, you know, when when you brought this up to me the other day, I thought about. I just think about when I was first trying to apply for the Kingfield Barbell thing, like to get sanctioned as a club. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was like, hey, Carter. Hi, Carter. Hi, Emily. What's up, guys? And then I think back to like, oh, who, who are like our first lifters? I think of Josh, Sarah, my sister, Catherine. Amanda, Bianca. Amanda, Bianca. Uh, <clears throat> No, yeah, good times back in that little corner. So for people that don't understand, Kingfield Barbell, so the current location we're in at 2905, like that is one, two, three. Well, currently that would be the fourth iteration of the gym. So the fourth, like the layout is the fourth iteration. The first was across the street at Balance in the middle building. And we didn't really know what we were doing. We just, you know, did hard shit and called it CrossFit. Then we moved to behind Big Walk Coffee on 34th and Lindale in a metal building. And we were super excited about this place. It was like really cool old garage. There's purple paint on the floor um, because that's actually where Prince's motorcycle in Purple Rain was painted, was in that shop. It was an old uh, old motorcycle shop. And then it was rehabbed. And we were so excited because we like finally had our own place. Uh, it was a little weird that there was one bathroom, which was like directly behind the door to the bathroom is directly behind one of the spot racks. So like you know, everyone knew it went down in there. If you, uh, if you went to the bathroom it was like, Oh God, shut the door. And then there was a kitchen off to the side at which there was still a fridge. We put some muscle up rings in the kitchen. 
Um, and we were just really excited about this place. One week into it, we find out that we share a water line with the neighbors and that that house was built in 1875 or something or like 18, maybe early 1900s. I'm probably exaggerating there, but very, very old house. It used to be a farmhouse and we shared a water line. So every time we dropped weight, it was like a tuning fork. It just went like into their basement and then up their house. And like, so then they call the city on us and we go through this long ordeal with the city and we can't drop weights. So for a long time, imagine that now, if you have class for like, you can't drop weights, like, cool, you can do all this, but don't drop weight. Um, but Chris at the time went to, uh, so then we, so then we started listening to barbell shrugs. So this is the kind of the rise of barbell shrug paralleled, like our, our movement or our move to 34th and Lindale. And, you know, we would do two things most days when we were trained. We would either watch Barbell Shrugged uh, on the TV in the gym, or we would go to the Cal Strength YouTube page, and we would just watch John North and all these guys just lift insane amounts of weight. And we were like, this is it. Like, this is the treasure trove of knowledge we've been looking for. These are the pros we want to follow. And so at any and all costs, we just tried to, like, lift as heavy as possible. We just like YouTubed ourselves into, um, into success. So we used to do a lot of yelling. There was a lot of like, a lot of, remember I used to lift with my mouth open all the time, Chris, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, uh, That's a, lot of, a lot of pre-workout, a ton of pre-workout. Yeah. Um, a shit also, yeah, yeah. With the, with the, um, with the water line, right. And not dropping the weights. I think, that helped us get really strong, right? We had to like <laughs> lower the weights every single time for like three months straight. Yeah, you pr snatch. Yeah, you drop that thing. You gotta like carry <laughs> it down. Man, we got really strong doing that. But I remember Chris. Remember that you went to Travis Mash's weightlifting uh, seminar, and Chris comes back and he was like, "They said I was really good." Like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this thing, this weightlifting thing. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't even know that you could compete. No idea. Uh, I thought, I thought you had to be like an Olympian or something. <laughs> nope. So we then, uh, we proceed to continue on and, and Chris, uh, Chris starts training purely weightlifting. And then now, we before that, before I went to the seminar, we tell them about Barbell Shrugged and the program we were on and, we decided to gain weight. 26 pounds in 26 weeks. Yeah, that's what we signed up for. 26 pound <laughs> muscle gain challenge. 26 pounds in 26 weeks. They'd send you a habit, uh, one habit a week to work on. And it was like, shit was all over the board. Um, like one week it was like drink a gallon of milk a day. Which, yeah, of course. <laughs> gonna put weight on you. Like... There's like, do this before training, half a gallon, and immediately half a gallon afterwards. And like, we just got fat as hell. Were you, were you waking <laughs> up in the middle of the night eating sandwiches and stuff? Just like <laughs> heavy breathing, like. <laughs> and like I, don't, I don't really wear uh, excess body fat really well. Like genetically, I just like, I build a, just a really nice set of boobs. And so, you know, there's no like, just... I remember one day I have this really, this picture of me, Amanda on the beach in Mexico. 
And this is when I knew like we kind of needed to switch gears because <laughs> so uncomfortable and bloated. And I got up to like just shy of 200 pounds. Really? Chris was, what were you up to like 185-ish? Yeah, I was 185. Yeah, I got almost a 200 bills. Dang. Um, just thick, couldn't run at all. Um, and so it was just hilarious. But yeah, we did that for a while. And then that, that's right. And then the Travis Mash weightlifting camp. And then we went that route. So. And then we moved. And then we moved. Yeah. So year was all this stuff? This was 2000, uh, probably 14-ish. 2014, early 2014. And then, uh, yeah, that's right. Five foot two inches at 200 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If Carter, Emily, if you guys can see it, Michael has got his camera off, but we're all on the same Zoom account. So everyone is Danny Yeager. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Who's Danny Yeager too? (laughs) Yeah, when I went to the Sykes' one out of two, I'm like, why is Danny not have a picture now? Yeah, if you go to gallery view, you can see everybody. Um, but yeah, so then we did that, but then we moved. So um, so then we moved, we we actually like won our zoning thing with the city and then we, we agreed to move. So the last workout we did in the gym ever before we moved was partner Grace, 30 clean and jerks for time, but it wasn't like we split 30. It had to be do- done in singles and we, each did 30 so it was 60 clean and jerks and we had like huge class like 18 20 people in this thing opened all the garage doors and it was just like drop the weight just sounded like dropping. <laughs> we didn't know this until we moved the floor under the second location was hollow okay so it was hollow and so then it not only did it make their house a tuning fork but it just like reverberated all over the place so it was so loud but we uh yeah so then we moved and then kingfield barbell then started in the back of the gym so we would just run crossfit class and then the weightlifters would show up and they'd go into the back of the gym and then that's when uh that's when we started we had a weightlifting coach for a little while he was a little little gnarly he was very into like the russian bulgarian style so we hired this guy to help us um teach some classes teach some classes and it was just like everything was like get your weight in your heels as hard as you can and then just lift as heavy as possible constantly and that weightlifting hurts you're going to get hurt but you just push through it don't don't stop yeah yeah i did i did that programming he was he was working writing workouts for me and yeah there was a time where i did i maxed out every day like five days out of the week i maxed out snatched Plenty of jerk and my back squat. Damn. Um, yeah, I was. He's so tired. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really tough. <laughs> oh my god. And then we yeah. remember we yeah we did that and then uh and then Chris qualified for the American Open. Uh, yeah. Yep. I went so. 2014. I qualified for um, my first American Open, and I went with this team. Because I was lift, I was coaching at Kingfield, but then I was lifting with this team um, who who held the seminar that I went to a few months prior, and so I was lifting with them. And I went to AO. I was gonna lift in the sixty-nine kg class, and all right, it's game day. We gotta go compete. But first, you weigh in, right? So you weigh in two hours before 
your competition and I go on my first weigh-in and I, I'm overweight. I don't, uh, but then I'll, I, I have one hour to make weight, right, to get below, to get at 69. I spend a whole fucking hour, uh, you know, trying to lose weight. And then I am 0 .03 over. Oh. And I couldn't lift. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sucked really bad. And, uh. It's like, yeah, we flew out all the way to D.C. for this. Yeah. On the West Coast. No, East Coast. East Coast, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we spent like three days there. It was fine, you know. It was a good, it was, it was a, a good learning. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I missed weight, but came back and uh, kept training. And then I eventually left the team. Uh, and then we started Kingfield Barbell. In 2015, officially, yeah. And we had, then we started started Kingfield Barbell, and that was like this paralleled rise of then weightlifting really started to just be like, because yeah. everybody did CrossFit, and then you were finding all these CrossFitters that like they don't like running, <laughs> chest to bar pull ups fucks people up still. Like I can't figure out how to do this butterfly pull up thing. And, you know, but I'm really, I, I want all the barbell workouts where I got like snatch clean and jerk, like give me those. And so this was also the same time, like in the CrossFit community outlaw, um, if you know, there's all these blogs that were going out and like most of the world was following outlaw and it was just like, um, so there was just this big, big push where like weightlifting was king. And so, um, this is the year we met Anthony actually, because Chris found my coach, Zach. Greenwald, um, coach Chris for a little while. has been coaching Anthony for years and years, but Chris found Zach, um, because didn't he post a video of like Anthony doing like a yoke front rack yoke here with like 275 or something, Chris? Yeah, I think he was doing power cleans and uh, I'm like, Oh, sh I want to do that. This kid is strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so I reached out to Zach and I started working with Zach, uh, for a little bit actually for a while and then danny uh contacted zach so that we both started working with zach and then we would go to uh you know these national competitions and we would hook up you know we would just link up hook up with zach we met anthony in 2015 in vegas yeah. or reno not vegas yeah, yeah. you know um and yeah it was i mean and that's when anthony was like Shit, I mean, he, what is he? I don't even know how old he is right now. What is he, like 25? 20, 26, uh, yeah, 25, 26. Yeah. He was like 19, 20 years old. Just this <laughs> skinny kid who did this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Asked a lot of questions, but was like stupid fast when he would lift weights. And so, yeah, we would just go to these competitions and we went to AO. So then AO in 2015 in Reno was at a hotel or at a casino. First time I've ever seen a, a place where there's like zero windows and people are just smoking cigarettes inside. <laughs> I'm like, people come yeah, it was, die. It was terrible. <laughs> was, well, I, what were there? Almost like a, there was over a thousand lifters, right, Chris? Yeah, were, yep. Over a like, thousand lifters uh, <laughs> registered to compete at, that weekend. Yeah. And so we, so, and then the best part is, is like, we have no idea what we're doing, really. Like, oh, yeah. 
no clue with like counting attempts. I still don't know what kilos are. Like, I mean, just it is what it is. So people will be like, oh, I snatched 98 kilos. I'll be like, I've got brown hair. You know, like, yeah, you, you and Zach at Reno had to really figure it out because it was all of our first national meets, right? Right on the fly. Um, yeah, like you had to learn how to count. <laughs> Before me, even before me, right? Because I was competing. <laughs> yeah, I had to tell Chris, and Chris is like, what are you doing? And so what I did is I leaned on my skills as a conversationalist, and I would just, like, you know, do this. Because there's a lot of peacocking going on at weightlifting meets, except for every – I'm tall at a weightlifting meet. Like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. Like, I remember the first time I met Caleb Williams, I remember being like, this guy squatted 700 pounds when he was 18 years old or something. And then you meet Caleb and Caleb standing next to me is this tall. And then I'm like, of course you squatted 700 pounds. Like you're this tall. <laughs> but I just remember like finding people that were nice and then watching what they're doing. And then, uh, you know, I just was like trying to figure out how this whole thing and somehow, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that's where you learned this. And so we just kind of like did the, the thing where you like figure it out and fake it till you make it. But it, it, we actually got into a pretty good flow. And I would say that's where we also learned that as ridiculous as it seemed at the time, having two to three coaches available is uh, super, super beneficial because there's just, it's just chaos, right? Chaos all over mm -hmm. the place. And, um, but that wasn't, so yeah, that's when Kingfield Barbell started. And then in 2015, um, we decided to do the big remodel and going into 2016. Well, we started in, cause I got married in 15. That's when we started jackhammering up that floor. Oh, okay. Okay. We moved over, I think somewhere in 16, but yeah. we didn't even have any platforms back there first. Like there was no platforms. Where is this in the main space now or where? Yeah, in the main space. So there was just the mural. The no crowns, just courage mural was there. And then, uh, we were just like sticking people back there to lift weights. Oh, and the, where, where it is now. Yes. Yeah, no, no. In, no, in the main space. So like now where the ski ergs are and the rowers and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 We just had people go back there and lift. Yeah. I remember. Okay, okay. Like if you go through our old Instagram account or yeah. old Facebook, you'll see some funny pictures. You'll be like, holy well, shit. When I first started, it was still there was nothing in the back room for barbell. It was all in the main space. Okay. And so then yeah. it was like maybe a year into it is when you moved all barbell to the other room. Yeah. And Emily remembers that. The, when yeah, I started at the main gym. Okay. Yeah, so, before, before we even have platforms, we just lift it on the floor. <laughs> platforms when I started at least, which is yeah. 2017, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we, we did that. And then, um, I just remember like uh, every time we would just be like, cool, we should get this. Cool, we should get this. We used to have a lap pull down. Wish we would have kept that thing. Um, yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. But then it just kept growing. And then uh, 2016 into 17, this weightlifting rise just like took off. And we hosted a meet. And then people started realizing like, oh, wow, they, these guys do a lot of lifting here. And I mean, you guys. Emily and Carter, you guys both remember like how chaotic it was when at one point, damn, I remember accounting. We had 24 people in CrossFit class and then we had uh, oh, yeah. one people sharing three platforms. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. I was yeah, like, and we had, and we, and you had to like share the racks too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> you had to be quiet. 
Yeah. Don't drop weights. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't drop weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we went into like, then we hosted weightlifting me. So then I, one of my other favorite moments is, was that the, it was state or we hosted the state meet and that was just like, we were setting it up and we were trying to stream it and Chris was competing. And so oh, yeah, that was the first, yeah, first states. Yeah. Chris is competing. And I, like I told Chris to go home and get some sleep. Well, we set up the first thing we set up was the streaming camera. So Chris didn't go to sleep. He just sat at home on his computer and watched us put together the platform and set it all up. <laughs> Had to make sure they did it right. <laughs> <laughs> and in classic, so in classic Danny fashion, I, Chris and I go like a couple days before to the hardware store and we're trying to buy wood for the big 12 by 12 platform. And I'm like, no, no, man, people are coming into our house. We're going to be, in, we're going to buy nice shit, like nice ass wood. We're going to have a nice platform. Chris is like, I'm pretty sure we can buy the plywood. that's like $19 a sheet. And I'm like, no, we're going to do Peter on the top. And it's like, Chris is like, this has got to be like 49, 50 bucks a sheet, whatever. And I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll have it forever. We put this whole platform together, level it. Josh isn't competing. Josh picks up like 40 kilos. So the bar with the greens and drops it, it immediately dents the cedar. Oh, and I'm like, so much for a nice wood. I'm like, what the fuck? And I had compromised with Chris. We bought Chris's wood to put on the bottom and then my nice wood to put on the top. And then we realized that what we had to do was put the cedar on the bottom and Chris's wood on the top if we wanted to have a platform for the weightlifting meet the next day. That's because, yeah, because the cedar is not meant to be dropped on. It was meant to just lift on. Yeah. So when we drop the weights, we drop it on the rubber, right, on the platforms. Right. The cedar's the we don't drop it on the cedar, down. yeah. So <laughs> hilarious because it was like, just like, ugh. But, yeah, we've uh, – But that meet went really well. But we still hadn't had the platforms in the back. So remember, we had to put the curtains up, and then we had to build six more platforms behind the curtains. Well, just three, because we had three well, already. Here. Yeah, but so then there's six platforms back yep. there. So it's just like – What year was this yeah. again? That was 2017. the date meeting, two, yeah, 2017. Okay, okay, I remember that now. So like the platforms in the – so the warm area was in the back, right? So there was one, two, three – four, five, six. And that day, and each session, well, the whole day we had over, we had 80 lifters competing. And there was like 20, 15 to 20 lifters each session. And if you could imagine, if you stuff 20 people plus coaches in the back, <laughs> like there's no space. Then another 110 <laughs> watching on the other like by the the computers and then you try to put in a platform and get people to be quiet yeah so much room for activities <laughs> it was a good day though i mean like thinking back i only remember the good stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny yeah it's been a holy cow so yeah then eventually when we moved into the other room then it just kept growing and growing because i mean basically it was like we just had to get every time we've grown, it's like feel the dreams. It's like, if you build it, they will come. But every time, yeah. multiple times we sit back and we're just like, we need more space. Yeah. Like, you know, I, back in 2000, 2016, 
I think it was a year since we had like became a sanctioned meet um, with under USAW. We I think we were still on the, the first side. We hadn't even moved to where we are now. Um, and now it was like we were going into 2016. I wrote down some goals like <clears throat> what you know what I want Kingfield Barbo to be in like five years. And I actually I remember writing down. Like, all right, I want at least six platforms, a barbell and set of plates for each platform, and I think like 20 lifters or something, 20 active lifters. And then what do you know? In 2017, it happened. <laughs> yeah, we went from so, yeah. and then we moved. Like, I kept telling Chris, I'm like, there's your six platforms because <laughs> – it was just wild. I was like, Chris wrote it down and everybody else kind of like at the time we had other coaches and I was like asking him like, well, what do you guys want? And they were like, write shit down. It doesn't ever happen. I'm like, lo and behold, and look what happened. It does. So you yeah, guys, have you, have you guys seen a major shit? Like I, I feel like before it was all just like cross across across it, but now you guys probably have almost, I maybe I'm wrong, but like lift, like weightlifters has gone up a ton, right? The numbers. Yeah, right now on True Coach, where we do the uh, programming, um, there are, I think, 45. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, and Danny, I think, I think you're right. I think it's because people are like, God, I don't want to run or do pull-ups, but I love lifting barbells. So, <laughs> totally. I'll just go over here. <laughs> Global pandemics happen, and then you have to separate all of your active members in with the coach and then put your entire business online in less than 36 hours you acutely find out how many people have memberships and are active at your gym. So currently we have 211 people that are members at the gym. And yeah, I think like walk and use the facility um, for weightlifting is I think like 37 or close to 40. So of that 211, like 211 is total. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, cause it's one of those things. The hard part about weightlifting is that no one's ever really, um, um, <clears throat> we can have King feel bodybuilding. I would love it. Um, one, of the things, one of the things that uh, I think is it well, it's tough about the sport of weightlifting, right? Is it like, it doesn't make any money. So it's just like this pure passion sport. And then, you know, like even the local weightlifting <clears throat> committee. So the LWC, I mean, like they rely on people being able to open their doors and make the investment for them to grow the community. And so we always felt like, we wanted to give back and be a part of that because, you know, at the end of the day, like <clears throat> we just want to, you know, we want to grow the sport of weightlifting. We think it's awesome. It's obviously a, in our curriculum all over the place, especially when we run classes. Um, but there's also not a lot of people that can make that are dedicated to the sport like that. So, um, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting because we've wanted to continue to grow the barbell club, but, I think what we found now is that when people do this and Emily, you've experienced this training specifically for weightlifting, like you see this super great rise for like 18 months, right? Like you're just fucking badass. It, everything is great. You are going to get continually this strong forever. You're going to taper off. And then at like 18 months, the ass falls off the wagon, right? Like life happens and yeah. all of a sudden, like, <laughs> you know, 70% feels like 170%, like fucking everything is just heavy. You get frustrated. You know, you're, you, you know, enough 
to be dangerous except for like now you probably have to go clean up your technique which is going to just like completely change things and also make it feel harder more frustration is going to come in and what we've tried to tell people is like this is the moment where like growth happens so like you've reached your capacity now you actually have to like become this new lifter and i've seen chris reinvent himself a number of times what i admire about chris is he he's changed coaches to learn not because he believes one thing more or another than a coach but like learning what you're doing learning what you're doing and uh i mean chris would you agree like at some time you kind of have to just go back to the drawing board and you know continue to refine things oh yeah for sure i mean i think the way i i come in as like a i'm a coach right like number one first i'm a coach and then second i'm an athlete so I've always, yeah, I reached out to coaches because I just want to learn. Not, yeah, like you said, not because I wanted to uh, become the best or I wanted to, I thought this way was better. Um, so like, let's say my first coach I worked with was uh, this Chinese Malaysian coach and we just did remote stuff. And I learned a lot of uh, like Asian style um, weightlifting from him. I mean, he, he wasn't, he didn't teach just like Asian style weightlifting. It was, he had been exposed to a variety of uh, countries and other nations um, with their techniques, but <clears throat> I learned a lot from him. He eventually, actually he fired me as a client because he thought I was, I wasn't, he just wanted to work with bros. <laughs> fired you as a client. Yeah. <laughs> So he said, go on, go, go, Chris, uh, spread your wings and go fly. I said, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, what I do, I worked with Zach, I learned a lot from Zach as well. And then, uh, I then I just loosely follow some coaches, follow some coaches online. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, highly encourage people to go lifters to go, um, learn more, right whether that's through another coach or asking questions, right? Let's say like Carter and Emily, like the only way you're going to get better is learning more. All right. Whether it's about the sport, about yourself, right? So Carter for you, maybe you can ask Danny, you know, more questions, CrossFit related questions. If you want to get better. Yeah. Or um, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, to get better, whether you're an athlete or a coach is just like self, self discovery. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went on that path to learn as much as I can uh, in weightlifting. I think too, we've been able, since we travel perennially to national meets and like the highest level, you know, we coach at these events, you watch the other coaches, you see their body language, you get to watch the other athletes. And then you kind of realize like, you know, and this is what we'll talk about with Anthony tomorrow. But like a lot of it is that the lifters who are there, they just put in the time. They just trained through the plateaus. Like they didn't miss their training days. Um, They just kept going. And like, I think that's important to realize because a lot of times people, you know, they see where they want to get to. Like if a lifter says, I just want to lift at States. My goal is to lift at States, which you have to qualify for. Well, their, if their goal is like everything that is needed for States rather than certain, like being very objective with their programming and working on certain things, it's, a total crapshoot whether or not they're going to get there. And so I think what's what was cool about it, and I think what we've adopted as a philosophy and definitely the coaches is that 
we understand that progress is subjective largely based on you know a lot of factors we can't control such as like how well do you eat how well do you sleep what's your consistency of schedule you know like all of this stuff and that our responsibility is to provide information and motivation and, and actually really just learn how to communicate with you so we can help you um, continue to get in your sessions because it's coaching isn't about like the nicest facility in the world i mean like we know that you've been at the I'm sure you guys have walked into big gyms before seen on instagram oh holy cow look at this gym's got all this stuff and then you've actually like been in there and you're like this is it like this is coaching you know or they you know they don't call you carter they call you jack you know and like you're like my name's <laughs> jack and then you know or they like they spell your name emily with like lly and they can't it blows their coach's mind if you're like no it's it's e-m-i-l-i-e they'd be like emil <laughs> yeah. emily you know like that stuff is so so much over it's overlooked all the time because coaching has nothing to do about like anything that i t- i always tell people like if you came to cr- do crossfit and you want me to coach you i want to know who you are first because then that's going to help me coach you I don't actually give a shit how you do thrusters. That's the easy part. Like movement is movement. Physiology is physiology. Like you have hamstrings. I have hamstrings. They generally function the same. I got that one down. This is all about managing personalities and, and then finding where the starting point is. So I think from a barbell club perspective, that's what we learned. Uh, And we joke about the YouTube stuff or just like watching all these lifters but i mean chris isn't it amazing to think back about all the people that we watched on youtube and idolized especially from like the cal strength days and how many of them are actually still lifting yeah i not many if if any if any (laughs) yeah they were like youtube sensations right they social media's up to here making tons of money top of the world we go to these national meets and be like holy shit that's john north right and then like holy shit, look at that person. And so, um, you know, and like, yeah, Michael said, still lifting, you're not completely broken. Yeah. I mean, like we've had the fortune now of watching, watching this process go on for so long and being like, okay, well maybe I never like snatched what John North did, but John North can't barely, his body hurts, can barely do anything. So yeah, it's been a fun time. I mean, we've had, it's been a long time. I mean, we're coming up next year. It'll be 10 years you know, 10 years at Kingfield. So yeah, that's crazy. You guys got questions for us, Carter, Emily? No, I'm trying to think. I'm still trying to figure out the, the building situation. When you move to where we are now, this is not really about bar, Kingfield barbell. I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> was the first spot where like Kingfield barbell is now, then you moved into the bigger spot or did you have all of it? You know where the compu trainer studio is? Yeah, it was that that wall that divided those two rooms it wasn't there that hallway leading down to the bathroom wasn't there that bathroom wasn't there um it was yeah it ran all the way back so those were just three big bays because it was a plumbing building so we were in that this the the side where like uh boxing is now but yeah we were there and that went all the way to the back and then the wall was super thin like we had this loft this big stairway loft that went up and um and then we had we had three bathrooms still but we had one that was off the floor and then we had this space where we went down i mean that's why we chose that space because my landlords we were actually supposed to be across the street on the other side and then my landlords uh 
one day they they were like because we moved we had to move we were pretty much getting kicked out of our building and the purchase hadn't gone through um for, or hadn't been closed but the guy who owned the building was like yeah sure whatever you can come in and do your your uh run your business and so i was supposed to be on the other side and they're like all right well we don't have any keys but here's the master key and like i was like okay well if you give me the master key i'm gonna go open doors yeah. <laughs> and so i just started opening fucking doors and then yeah. i opened across the street opened the door and i was like this is a way better space this is decided we're going across the other side opened up found out there was bathrooms and everything no, three more yeah. bathrooms and i was like this is where we're going we're going here yeah. And so we then kicked up our rent even more and then took that side. So yeah, it was wild. Cause I mean, it, it doesn't feel great to be in class, have to take a shit and then bathrooms right behind the squat rack where somebody's doing toes to bar, go in, take a shit. And then everybody knows that you just took a shit because yeah. they smell it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we saw three bathrooms. We're like, we'll take it. Go. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I don't have any questions. I just wanted to listen to you guys talk while I did homework. <laughs> yeah. I heard 30 pounds in 30 days and I wanted to hear or whatever it was 30 weeks. Dude, it was, <laughs> I'll try to find that picture. Uh, I actually think I can find it. Um, if you want to gain 30 pounds, I can help. Well, I have uh, no school right now. So I got lots of time on my hands. <laughs> I can find this for you guys real quick. I bet. I was looking back at some photos, old photos, uh, right before this meeting. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You yeah. go back to that. Hey, you, well, what, like, what was it, a year ago you did the cut, so now you got to go back up. I'm, dude, just know how uncomfortable, like, look at my face, like, and my chins. <laughs> It really doesn't even look like you. <laughs> I know. In my neck, like, so funny. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll have to make that post today and be like, thanks for the chat today, Chris. We talked about barbell clubs and the time we decided to, you know, become 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So funny. Like I said, I don't put on weight flatteringly or I quickly. When you're like, oh, I just gained 30 pounds, I'm going to go up. So, pretty good. All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, we got yoga tonight. We got class tonight at 5 p.m. And then, uh, you know, hope you're enjoying it. We're going to keep picking up more of the stuff, you know, more classes, more events, more things. Um, we'll put out something. We got trivia on Saturday night. We're going to do, like, a huge group trivia. So, should be some fun stuff. Cool, cool. Thanks for coming, awesome. guys. Emily, Thank you. Boys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye, Michael.